Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. Hope you're having a great day. It's uh, February 12th, 2021. What a crazy Bitcoin week. I, if you're like me, you might wonder about all the the hype about Bitcoin. It, and, and if you follow the news, you know that uh, Elon Musk uh, said he'll take uh, them in trade for Teslas. Um, Different companies are now saying they're going to buy uh, Bitcoin, and as I understand it, one of the attractions, of course, is that it's it's limited in the number that can ever be produced. Um, but it really has no value in itself, so it's not like even silver that they use to make different things. There's no industrial use. Bitcoin is sort of a concept that was created very genius, ingeniously, very smart concept to, um, you know provide value uh, that is sort of immune from being monitored by people like governments and and I think initially the the reputation was somewhat tarnished because people believe Bitcoin were was was used to hide financing or money that was uh, you know ill-gotten gain as they say but now Bitcoin has moved into more of the you know the regular kind of world and I, I'm not sure if it'll ever be regular, and here, here's why I, I mean, I have a little bit, I just for self-disclosure, you know, for, uh, to disclosure, I've got uh, just a little bit uh, purchased through something called 3IQ. They had an initial offering at, uh, uh, for accredited investors where we, uh, one of the platforms that we look at. So that was, that had come out, and I, I got a little bit, and I'm not upset I didn't get a lot, um, <laughs> because I really think here's the problem. Now, of course, you, you do whatever, and if you have some good for you, good on you, and, and, and all of that. But the first thing that kind of, and I'm by nature a little paranoid when it comes to these kinds of things. I'm always sort of looking over my shoulder when when things either seem to be too good to be true or, or you know, the purpose, of course, with this Bitcoin initially was to not disclose to government the funds you have. And I think back to a time in the United States where, the government woke up one morning basically and said it was illegal to have gold. That you couldn't have gold. Just it was law. They just said that's it. Gold's not. You're not allowed to have precious metal. This precious metal of gold in your house. So you couldn't have it in a safe. You weren't supposed to hang on to it for some reason. All the, I mean, there's all kinds of reasons, but they just made that decision. This week, even in Canada, there's been some, and I say even because usually this isn't something we would we would push, but I hear that the government is looking at its own coin, uh, not Bitcoin, obviously, but a new type of digital currency that they would be able to create and you would be required to use or it would be the way you would get uh, 
say, your retirement income. If you're getting CPP, perhaps, but for sure something like OAS, if you got the old age pension, they could also use it for, um, you know, the old what we would call the baby baby bonus. When if you have young children, you get so much a month from the government. Now, here's why I think they would do it because it's clear that money has to have velocity, and if people are saving too much money. They say there's some issues with the economy. So technically, they could say to you, okay, Henry, here's your 400 or whatever, $500 check for old age pension. And of course, it gets clawed back later if you have other income. But let's pretend I get $500. They'll say, okay, you have you know, two months to use up your $500 or, or else it's going to go away. It's, we're going we're gonna to take it away. It's gonna be, it'll be a virtual or a digital currency. Oh, and not only that, Henry, you have to spend it in these places. And they, and they say they're trying to pump up the economy and they want, um, I don't know, pick an industry. They could say, well, we want you to, you know, you can't use it at the grocery store. We want you to use it to buy, um, you know, building materials. In fact, if you buy building materials, we'll make it $600. Well, who knows? They could engineer, try to engineer different aspects of the economy through digital currency. And that's one of the advantages. Plus, they could track it, obviously. They can trace it. They can see where you're shopping, very much like um, credit card companies can, or even Google or Amazon. But for the government, it would they would then use artificial intelligence. Now, I know this sounds a little creepy, like, you know, and all that, but they would use artificial intelligence or other types of of uh, software to predict where they need to put the funds. And it just gets really scary and all kinds of things. But obviously, if they're into this kind, right now they're doing research or they're developing these types of digital currencies. Different countries are in different phases and different discussions. Um, so I really don't trust the fact that they're going to allow this uh, Bitcoin to continue unless somehow they can monitor or get a piece of it. Uh, because it just seems to be uh, too difficult for them to track. For example, as you may know, if you have a digital currency or a Bitcoin and you lose the password, it's gone. Like, you, you'll never get it. That You can't break in, you can't get it. And I think there's some issues there about that. So, Bitcoin hit an all-time high yesterday. If you're in it, good for you. Um, if you have a significant amount, um, good for you. Um, I myself am not, and I think it's um, it's just something I don't understand, but also it's something that I think is easily uh, put to bed by the government. Now, one thing that I haven't done in a very long time, at one time I subscribed to a newsletter that um, was about interest rates, primarily interest rates. And it was um, quite expensive, but it, it it was interesting, but really didn't give me a great deal of insight or anything I didn't know. It was kind of not very educational. And then I came across, I was listening to Robert Kiyosaki on the treadmill the other day, and he had a guest who wrote the Wellington Letter. And of course, as always, I'm suspicious and I don't like following any of these things, but there was no suggestion of purchasing Kiyosaki. You know, if you remember Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you think about getting real estate, you should obviously start with that book because it's it's quite an interesting book. But anyway, he's talking about um, the Wellington letter. And I, this is this is intriguing. 
So I actually went uh, later that day and, and subscribed to it on a monthly basis because I usually give things 30 days, kind of like I give a movie five minutes. But I gave it 30, I thought I'll give it 30 days. And I read the, the most recent, I think it comes out two or three times a month. And the writer of this Wellington letter has been doing it since the late 70s, since the late 1970s, which I like because I've been involved in real estate since 1980. So it's kind of helpful to have someone who has experience. And and frankly, today when I listen to most podcasts, any real estate or financial, uh, these folks are like very, very young. So to me... No disrespect, but um, it's harder to, I guess, maintain the belief and the credibility because they haven't been through any cycles. You know, if you were to mention 18% interest rate or 22% interest rate, they laugh at you. They say, that's never going to happen. That's not, that, I, don't really, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, we've all been, anyone who's been investing for a number of years has been through that. So anyway, I'm not pushing it. I have no financial interest in it. I just, it was, I think, $69 US a month, or you could, I think it was 500 and something for the year. I just did the first month. And there's some fascinating information about the impact of COVID on the economy and some of the statistical issues or or the um, false positives regarding the testing that's being done. Now, my my belief is that it's not political, and I'm going to have to read two or three of them to get the whole sense. I've read some of the old ones, and and I can't get any political sense, although obviously it's pro-business, it's pro uh, investing and so on, but the author does not appear to be involved in any investing himself, does not push any products. It's strictly a research-based newsletter. Now, what I fo- I read about it, and I read it, and he talked about some things that are probably on the horizon. I read it about a week ago. What was kind of fascinating and creepy was that some of the things were starting to happen that he said would happen in the newsletter. Now, Many of them were not, you know, hard to believe, but because, you know, a lot of us could have predicted it. It's just the timing was important. So, you know, he talked a great deal about, you know, the valuation in the markets, the testing of COVID versus the statistical uh, outcome. He also talked about how hospitals were incentivized to report COVID cases and it increased their funding. Now, Forget conspiracy stuff. We're just talking about the basic business of what he says happens. And I, I mean, that's an eye-opener. I didn't know that. Um, but it, it made me start to wonder about those kinds of things. Um, I'm hoping he'll discuss the whole seniors issue because I think we continually see questions about this, but we don't see any solutions other than more of the same. Um, so from an investment standpoint, I'm not sure how it will help me, um, but I, I do find it you know, interesting so far in the sense that it it provides information and a perspective on things that really stretches my brain, and I, and I, I enjoy that. I don't have to agree with it, and never do a newsletter that gives you specific recommendations that you go then do, because I don't believe in that. This is more of a general economic, um, science-based, there's a lot of trends to it, so there's some discussion of uh, modeling, of of stocks. Now, one of the things that I find incredible, and this may not stop for a very long time, but when I look mm-hmm. at this, I think, you know, a significant number of these companies that are just on on stock exchange, just going 
berserk have, don't make any money they don't make any profit but the but the share price continually goes up and i don't know what that means i, I really don't so I, I stay away from that but when you think about it um there's some things really to be cautious about we can learn from our history it's important so he talks about that how these are similar the, the latest one i read talked about the similarities to now in 1929 and 1930s and so on um so anyway, I just want to bring it up. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to read it. I'll tell you how it goes in the next uh, 30 days. Uh, you can do one month or don't do it at all. But I'll tell you uh, basically how I'm finding it and whether I stick with it or not. So that's called the Wellington Letter. So just Google it and have a look. Uh, and I think it's there's about three products. I just have the general one. It's like 69 bucks. And again, I have no interest. I have no you know, no financial interest in this whole organization. But I find it interesting. So on that note, uh, this is an interesting week. I was going to talk a lot more about land banking, um, and, I'll, and I'll briefly touch on that. So yesterday we closed on another 53-acre uh, property. We have uh, we purchased 55 acres 50, on Tuesday, 53 yesterday, uh, 39 a week ago, and 128 not that long ago, all in the south shore of Nova Scotia. And the purpose of those purchases were really to um one land bank which is just like you put money in a bank i find it helpful to buy land and secondly to develop and to develop into residential opportunities for people to live in the country now all these properties that we purchased are fairly close together two are actually right beside each other um high-speed internet fiber optics right there with um with hydro so that's exciting and we'll, I'll talk more as we as we um, sort of push it out. We're going to be doing um, Oceanside Rentals. We have a, a model up. Follow me on LinkedIn. Just Google me, SVEC Henry, and you'll find me there. I, I've got the actual architectural rendering there. You can have a look at these uh, pretty awesome uh, single units. We'll do three. We're going to do three together on each lot on ocean front. So you'll you'll have you'll be right on the ocean. One is going. To, one of the units will be fully wheelchair accessible. Um, the second will be what we call a, sort of a spa. It will have a um, it will have a yoga studio and a treadmill in it. And the other is called the hot tub unit. At least that's what I call it. And it's a hot tub with ocean views, so you can do be in a soaker uh, tub and and look out at the ocean. Pretty special. So we'll be uh, hopefully starting to build those in the spring, and they'll be ready for occupancy in the fall. And then once we look at how the market accepts that, we have many more opportunities to build in that community so i will uh i will let you go this is hank for shrink money advice you have amazing an amazing week and i'll talk to you again next time you have been listening to the shrink money advice podcast with dr henry joseph speck remember to pick up your copy of dr speck's latest book shrink money advice on amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com that's awe sound.com 